Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, it is game day. Going to get you caught up to speed on everything you need to know to be prepared for Raiders Chiefs Week 16 on this Monday, December 25th. It's Christmas. It's the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Your win is a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making this show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we appreciate you, and we appreciate my man Ari. does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube and we're looking good. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707 654 Four six nine three. Coming up in segment number three of today's show, as a matter of fact, we'll have a couple calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. But you'll also hear from Raiders cornerback Nate Hobbs, a guy I got a chance to catch up with in the Raiders locker room on Saturday. So I want you to hear that conversation. I thought it was a really good one. I always like catching up with Nate Hobbs. So you'll hear that in segment number three as well. Segment number two, as I always do, I uh, like to hit you with the keys to victory. What will it take for the silver and black to get a win? And well, it's today. Right? It is Monday. It's not Monday night football. It's Monday day football for the silver and black. So we'll do that in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and note, whatever I can get you caught up on uh, that happened on Friday or over the course of the weekend, we'll do. So we'll jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. But let's go ahead and jump into the news and notes and There was quite a bit of tinkering with the Raiders roster, and I told you uh, last week about some moves that they had made and that there was a couple roster spots open, and I expected that the Raiders were going to go ahead and fill some, maybe bring some guys up from the practice squad. Well, uh, between Friday and today, there's been a lot of little moving and shaking with the Raiders roster. So they signed Nesta Jade Silvera back to the practice squad. He was the former seventh-round pick that was waived last week and uh, a guy who hasn't appeared in a game since the Giants game, since he went on um, Instagram or some social media and was talking some trash. He hasn't been in the game, and uh, he was waived last week. Well, they signed him back to the practice squad. They did that on Friday. Also, over the weekend, they activated cornerback Brandon Faison from the reserve injured list, so he's actually going to get his first action of the season today. I don't think he'll be starting for sure, but I mean, you'll, you can expect him to get out there and get a little bit of burn, get a little uh, opportunity to be out there. I think Amik has done a really good job. Of course, Jack Jones, but there's uh, also guys that are banged up. So Brandon Faison will make his 2023 debut uh, later on today as the Raiders take on the Chiefs, depending on what time you're listening to this. Also, in addition, they activated tight end Cole Fotheringham and fullback Jakob Johnson from the practice squad. And I had mentioned that there was a couple of uh, roster spots that had been open. Uh, on the 53-man roster, so they made a couple additions, uh, putting Jakob Johnson on uh, on the current roster and then also tied in Cole Fotheringham. And the reason why they had to put Cole onto the active roster is because tight end Jesper Horstead, who's dealing with a hamstring injury, did not even travel to Kansas City with the team. The Raiders actually uh, sent us a text message on Sunday, on Christmas Eve, to let us know that he was going to be out for, uh, for today's game. So uh, no Jesper Horstead uh, for the silver and black and no Michael Mayer 
And I was going to get to that as soon as I get into the injury report. But Michael Mayer is dealing with a toe injury. I talked about it last week. It's a grade A tear. And I don't think it's really, really serious. But it's very difficult for him to be able to run and cut and did not participate in practice all week last week. And it was ruled out on uh, on Saturday when we got the injury report. He was officially ruled out. So Michael Mayer will not be in action either. So no Michael Mayer, no Jesper Horstead. But you will get some uh, Cole Fotheringham. Uh, in the mix, and then Austin Hooper as well uh, in today's game. Also going over the injury report real quick for the Raiders. That's the only guy that's out. The rest of the guys are listed as questionable. You know Max Crosby's going to play, but uh, face on dealing with the uh, shin injury, but he's been activated, so he'll be able to go even though he's officially listed as questionable. Uh, also, Josh Jacobs with a quad and an illness. Didn't participate on Thursday, was limited on Friday, didn't participate on th- Thursday, and again, he's ruled as questionable. I expect him to go against the Chiefs, but that's just my expectations. I actually had a couple guys hitting me up. Uh, Jordan Schultz from Bleacher Report was hitting me up and uh, asking me if I thought that he was going to go, and I was like, I think so. AP said that he felt pretty good about him going, but until you actually officially see him out there, we just don't know. Uh, Also, Colton Miller with a shoulder injury. He's questionable for today's game. DJ Turner, the wide receiver, he made a big play on special teams against the Chargers. Uh, He is questionable as well. He didn't participate on uh, Thursday's practice. He did not participate Friday and was a limited participant on Saturday, so he's questionable. Uh, Jack Jones, cornerback Jack Jones, dealing with a knee injury. Uh, He was limited on Saturday. He's questionable. I saw him in the locker room on Saturday. He looked pretty good. Looked like he's going to be able to go, but again, that's just what I saw and what I observed uh, in the locker room. And then Bilal Nichols uh, dealing with a back injury, was not listed on Thursday, not listed on Friday, ended up being a full participant on Saturday, so he should be Good to go. Real quickly, looking at the Kansas City Chiefs side of things, they got a lot of guys out. And we already know that their weapons aren't quite the weapons that they're used to having, but they've got a lot of guys officially out. Jarek McKinnon with the groin injury, the running back, he's out. Matter of fact, they put him on IR, so his season's over. Kadarius Toney dealing with the hip injury, he's out officially. McCole Hardman, uh, he's actually on IR. He's dealing with a thumb injury, so his season's over. And then tackle Donovan Smith dealing with the neck injury, he's also out. So that's four dudes that they already have ruled out. For today's game, so their their weapons are already kind of limited uh, as they were, you know, with uh, Kadarius Tony getting a lot of uh, uh, attention, even though it wasn't really for the good good things because he was putting the ball on the ground. But um, yeah, man, there's there's a lot of guys out for the Chiefs in today's game. Now they still have enough guys to get it done, obviously. Uh, they're still a, a bitter rival of the, the Raiders. They're still favored by about ten points, so uh, all expectations are that they're they're going to win the game, but they're definitely going to be limited. With, the, um, with some of the guys that are already been ruled officially out. So at this time of year, nobody's really 100% healthy, and clearly the Kansas City Chiefs are not either. Before I get to segment number two, I did want to let you know about the different uh, you know guys that I got a chance to catch up with in the locker room. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, you heard that last week. Thayer Munford, myself and Vinny caught up with him. Jermaine Illuminor, me and Vinny caught up with him. And then Nate Hobbs, as I mentioned, I caught up with him on Saturday. So you'll hear that coming up. In segment number three, segment number two, we're going to talk about keys to victory. What will it take for the silver and black to get a victory today, this morning, if you're on the West Coast, this morning against the Kansas City Chiefs in week 16, a game that I do believe that they're going to win. And it's funny, uh, over the weekend, hanging out with a lot of Raider uh, fans and friends, obviously, um, a lot of people have that feeling that the Raiders are going to win this game. And maybe it's just us falling for the voodoo. I don't know. But, uh, man, it just feels really Uh, something different about this team, and they're going to really have an opportunity to get this dub later on today. So looking forward to that. But we'll give you the keys of victory coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. 
We'll do it right after I tell you about FanDuel. And the weather is getting colder outside. The NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins just like that. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, you should. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app, it's super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get into the NFL season the right way. I know it's getting towards the end of the season, but you can still jump into the season, have a lot of fun, win a lot of money. That's what's most importantly, right? With FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to jump into the keys to victory. What do I think it's going to take for the Raiders to get this dub against the Kansas City Chiefs Week 16 action? I'm going to start off defensively because I think this is most important, uh, what the Raiders have to do defensively. We know that their defensive unit has been really good. It has been the, the, the part of the team that has really uh, been the strongest unit all season long. And so I want to start right there uh, in this game because they're going to be the ones that I think are going to be leaned on uh, most heavily. I believe that the total amount in the total points amount in the game, like if you're trying to go to FanDuel and you're trying to bet on it, I think it's only 41 or 42. It's a low, it's a low scoring expected game, right? It's not expected to be a high scoring game. I know when uh, we did the crossover edition with Chris Clark, I think I said 27, 24. It's not even expected to be that high. So I guess expect for it to be a lower scoring game. But again, let's start off defensively. Interior push. I believe this is going to be a game where Tyree Wilson and whoever else is playing uh, on the interior, Bilal Nichols, has an opportunity to really make an impact on this game. Patrick Mahomes always steps up. He loves to step up in the pocket. And when he steps up in the pocket, then all of a sudden he has options, right? He can run, obviously. Or he can throw an off-script play, and, and he can look left and throw right or look right and throw left, right? I mean, that's just who that guy is. But once he steps up into the pocket, I feel like there's so many different options for him. That's when he starts to really make those, those tough wow plays, right? The ones like, I didn't see that one coming. Well, you know why? He made that play because he was allowed to step up in the pocket. Now, I know he does scrambling. I know he does a lot of that. I know he backpedals a lot, too. But... He prefers to step up in the pocket. As a matter of fact, on Saturday when we got a chance to talk to Antonio Pierce, I asked him about this game in particular with the interior pass rush. Check it out. This game in particular, how important is it to get that interior push? Yeah, critical. I mean, if you really go back and watch our last game, that was the difference. Both ends did a good job of turning a corner and getting pressure, making the quarterback step up. Well, he can't step up. That's got to be a big part. Just rush coordination, rush discipline. Everybody doing their job, right? You, you hear it. It's very cliche, but it's true especially with a quarterback that buys time. It's never on rhythm. And we know that, we understand that, we got to do a better job up front along with our coverage. So there was AP right there talking about the interior pass rush and, and, and how important it's going to be. And, you know, I believe Max Crosby and Malcolm Coons are going to do what they need to do. But, man, it's really going to be critical, in my opinion, that they get it done in the interior. This could end up being, I don't know if it's going to be, this could be the Tyree Wilson game of the year. Right, I mean, because he's done some things. You've seen some flashes here and there. Obviously, he hasn't had the rookie season that he's wanted or Raider Nation wanted. This could be the game where all of a sudden he steps up and becomes a dude. Right, he can go from being a, a, a rookie that's kind of you know trying to feel his way into the NFL to end up being a man. And this 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 is the kind of game that a Tyree Wilson is really going to need to step up. So that's what I'm really looking for uh, is that interior push, make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable, and of course. 
uh, for the Raiders' sake, to create a, a turnover or two would be fantastic. Give their offense a couple short fields. That just makes everything a whole lot easier. But it's all going to start defensively up front and in the interior, in my opinion. Offensively, the Chiefs' defensive line is a little suspect right now, right? It's a little soft. So I think you got to establish the run. I know everybody doesn't want to hear that all the time, but you got to establish the run. And look, this is the thing about it. It doesn't have to be you come out and run the ball, run the ball, throw on third down. You don't have to do that. But you have to have some kind of a consistent run game, right? I mean, they can – I don't mind if they feel comfortable throwing the ball on first and second down, you know, and maybe having a third and short or whatever the case may be. But they've got to be around 20, 25 carries collectively, right? If that's Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, if that's Josh Jacobs and uh, Amir Abdullah, uh, if that's Zamir White and Amir Abdullah, whatever. Whatever the case may be, I don't care what the combination is. Uh, I know that Zamir and Josh Jacobs aren't – really too much uh, different as far as the backs go. Uh, I mean, Josh Jacobs is clearly a better back, a much better back, but Zamir White's got a little bit of juice, right? So he can he could provide a little something, something. So whatever the case may be, I want to see that number of, of touches for the running backs be around 20 to 25. I think that they need to do that again, especially with the Chiefs defensive line right now being a little bit suspect, especially up the gut right between the tackles. So I think that the Raiders really have an opportunity uh, to do some good things on the ground. I also believe that the the play calling from Hardegree, from calling it from the booth now, uh, that could be a factor in this game where uh, he's got to get creative, right? Again, like I said, don't don't shy away from throwing the ball on first and second down. Don't do that at all. Uh, you just can't be one-dimensional. Just can't be all the run game and just can't be all passing game. It's got to be a nice blend of, of the run and the pass, but the creativity has got to be there. And I'd love to see a couple deep shots taken to Trey Tucker. Right. I mean, they took a couple shots to him uh, last time they were out there on the field when they took him play the Chargers. Uh, one turned into a touchdown. Uh, the other one, the other touchdown that he had wasn't really a deep shot. But you've got to go ahead and, and establish that, that there's there's a threat there. Right. And now that he's starting to come up with a few balls here and there, now teams really have to respect that. Like he's not just a fast dude out there. Oh, he's a guy that can go out there and make plays. So I think the Raiders need to have an opportunity to, to take that shot. And if they can, it opens everything up for Devontae. It opens everything else up for Jacoby. Uh, Hunter underneath, right? No Michael Mayer, so uh, maybe Austin Hooper will get into the mix a little bit. you know. And then you can also throw the ball to the backs out of the backfield. I mean, just I feel like if there's a couple deep shots taken, especially if one's connected early, I think that that all of a sudden opens up everything for everyone else. I mean, look, against the Chargers, it's not a surprise that Devontae had, what, his, uh, his first 100-yard game in a very long time, and that was a game that Trey Tucker was heavily involved in. So I think that Trey Tucker needs to be a part of this game plan for sure. Special teams, keep being special, right? I mean, this is the easiest part of the, the game plan. Just keep being special. Carlson and A.J. Cole are doing fantastic. I think A.J. Cole's the best punter in the league. I really do feel that way. And Daniel Carlson, we call him Cash Money Carlson for a reason. Right. There's not really not a whole lot I got to say about that. Uh, the kick coverage continue to be on point. I think they've done a really good job even coming up with a, a turnover uh, by way of special teams. Last time they were out uh, playing the Chargers when uh, DJ Turner came up with that big play, caused a fumble and gave the Raiders the ball first and goal. That was that was huge. And then DeAndre Carter. Right. I, I've mentioned him a few times and I've always talked about it for the last couple seasons. It feels like I've been talking about the Raiders and the opportunity to go and break one. This would be a great one, right? If you're going to break one, DeAndre, <laughs> this would be a great game to break one. Have a big play, right? If you're not going to take it all the way to the house, set the Raiders up on a very short field. This would be a fantastic game to get that done. And overall, play with confidence. Earlier in the week, well, I guess last week now, uh, Antonio Pierce talked about what he thought a Raider was. As a matter of fact, we talked about that on Friday's show. Well, 
you know, confidence was part of it. They've got to play with confidence. And that's actually something I mentioned to Nate Hobbs in the Raiders locker room about the team confidence. I also asked Antonio Pierce about it on Saturday about the team playing with confidence. Check it out. So how much has this team's confidence in that they can do it? How much has that grown? Yeah, yeah, big time. Little Ric Flair today. We had the woo! You know, we had that going on today. So confidence, swag, belief. You got to have that, man. You got to walk in the building believing you're the baddest ass, right? You got to believe you're, you're, you're top notch. Are you? I don't know. You got to go out there and prove it to everybody. And that, that's our goal. And that's what we're trying to do. But that's one thing I believe and, and really try to push into our team is the confidence, believe in who you are. If you're not, you shouldn't be in this business. Shouldn't be in this business. So there's AP on the team's confidence and how it's grown since he took over on November 1st. And I, again, I just think it's really important. You could see it, right? You could see the confidence. You could see the swagger. You could see uh, the guys going out there with the ability and, and trying to go out there and make plays, you know, and they're having fun. Right. Fun is so important. That's something that he talked about the day he took over again on November 1st. I, I keep remembering that day like it was yesterday. Right. Uh, McDaniels gets fired on Halloween and then uh, Champ Kelly and and uh, Antonio Pierce gets introduced to the media on November 1st. And so uh, he brought up fun. Somehow fun came into the conversation on Saturday when he met with us. And so I asked him the question about fun. You know, he always talked about the team having fun. You could see them having fun on the field. He talks about us as the media having fun covering the team. So I asked him, how much fun is he having? in his role right now. That was the word that you described when you took over November 1st, that we all need to have fun. And you included us as well. But how much fun have you been having? I come up here smiling every day, right? Win, lose, or draw. I'm not changing. I haven't changed since I've been in this seat, linebacker seat, out of football, in football, whatever you want to call me. You're not going to write my narrative. You're not writing my book. Nobody. I'm going to have fun doing it. And like I said, when AP's done, retired, dead, hell, you like, man, that dude, he lived life. And that's what I'm going to do. thought that was a really good answer from Antonio Pierce on, on having fun and being who he is. And like he's, you heard him say, I come up here with a smile on my face every day, don't I? He's having a ton of fun. And he does. He is genuine when he says that. When he comes up to the podium, he has a smile on his face all the time. It doesn't matter if it's a win, a loss, whatever the case may be. He meets his, uh, and has a smile on his face and uh, gives us very genuine answers. And I just, again, more and more uh, each day, I just kind of feel like that this is the right fit for this job. Antonio Pierce just really feels like he fits in with what the Raiders need, not only for the rest of this season, but for the long term. But of course, that's not my decision. Uh, we'll see what Mark Davis and company decide to do when it's all said and done. Coming up in segment number three, you'll hear from Nate Hobbs and myself. We had a little one-on-one -on -one conversation in the Raiders locker room on Saturday, plus a couple calls and texts as we close out the show on this Monday, the Christmas edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And we'll get into that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is Game Time. And if you're going somewhere, you shouldn't have to worry about you know, when you're buying your tickets to the next event, right? You shouldn't have to worry about getting them super in advance. You can wait till near the last minute, right? Game time will help you do that. And as a matter of fact, they have great last minute deals, all in prices. They have views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, which is a great thing. Again, when you get to see the view from your seat before you buy it, you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All prices, all in prices show your total upfront. So, you know, you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. All you got to do is take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Again, download the Game Time app, create the account, promo code is LOCKEDONNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download the Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. We'll get into a couple calls and texts here. But before we do that, I definitely want to let you hear the conversation I had with Nate Hobbs. It's always great to catch up with Nate in the locker room. Uh, he's always very generous with his time. We had a, a really good conversation. And then he was like, hey, we're going to knock out an interview real quick. I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So uh, without further ado, here's the conversation myself and Nate Hobbs in the Raiders locker room on Saturday. Here with Nate Hobbs in the Raiders locker room. And earlier, AP told us that you guys are going to bring your noise to Kansas City. What does that mean to you? Exactly what it sounds like. But what does it mean to me? Um, tight time I'm on. Like, like Jack said, you know what I'm saying? We shut the party down and it, it, it ain't going to be nothing in there. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to bring our own noise. We're going to bring our own juice. You know what I'm saying? The crowd's like, F us. Right. F y'all. Right, right. Are we being real? You always play with a lot of confidence. Yeah. How have you seen this te- team in general, the confidence build? I think just with... The experience and, and the camaraderie and just the relationships. Because, you know, we, of course, when you have a real relationship with somebody, you find out about them and that brings real confidence. And you can put that confidence in somebody else and they can put it back into you. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? You fill somebody else's cup and then your cup get filled too. You know, we just, we got a whole lot of camaraderie and, and that breeds confidence in each other if you're doing the right thing. So I just think we feed off each other. In that cornerback room, you guys have to have that communication and confidence. How close are you guys? Because you guys seem really close, especially here in this locker room. I feel like we're pretty close. I feel like, you know, any of us can pull up on each other. It's just, and I ain't just saying that because of teammates. I, yeah. I ain't been a part of where everybody years prior, you know what I'm saying, anybody can pull up on anybody. I feel like outside of the building, anybody can pull up on anybody, and it'd be, it'd be all love. You excited about the opportunity to be Christmas morning playing in Kansas City and knowing everyone's going to be watching? Yeah. It's like Monday morning football. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited because that's the opportunity of a lifetime, bro. Like, you know, you grow up watching like that as a kid and like, damn, like, what if I ever get, if I ever even get, I'm from where that's, right. that's, that's a cartoon, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a fantasy. That's yeah, a fairy yeah. tale. So you do get it, you know what I'm saying? You just got to focus on, damn, I got this opportunity. And, you know, it could be hard being away from the family, but, like, Pete, Pat told us, um, Pat and uh, Coach Ash, yeah, yeah. he said, uh, the greatest gift you can give them while being away is a win. Because, right. you know, they get to brag, and that, that just sets the move. Your team win, yeah. like, it feel like your day is complete right. when, when there's something on top of something, so... Yeah. You've always been so appreciative of every opportunity you got. You always referenced to where you yeah. came from. Yeah. Nobody gets out. Yeah. What does this all just mean to you? And I know that you're still in the moment, so you don't really get a time, chance to reflect. But just what does all this mean to you? Man, I thought about that the other day, bro. Yeah? Like, I swear on my life, like, sometimes, like you see, I'm in the moment, so I don't stop look around too much. I just try to keep going. Yeah. Try to keep doing my job, you know what I'm saying? But... Max was in here one day, well, the other day, and somebody asked him how he's doing. Yeah. He said, I'm living a dream. Right. And that just brought me back into reality, like, damn. Somebody, people would kill for bro. Yeah. And I just thank God. Even when, you know, even when you don't feel like thanking God, I thank him every day. Like, I, if I don't, if I'm unappreciative some days or some moments, Forgive me, yeah. Lord, because yeah. I'm so appreciative of where I'm at. And it's just a blessing, bro, because literally you, you, you being in here is a blessing. Yeah. You feel me? I know you got family probably. You got friends that strung out yeah. in the streets. It's cold as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... That's awesome. That's awesome. Appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Really good stuff right there with Nate. And, I, I, man, I'm telling you, he is so genuine when he says 
you know, about the opportunity and how much that he loves, you know, being in the league and that, you know, where he made it from, uh, not too many make it from there. I mean, he is so appreciative of his opportunity. And that's what always makes me kind of, you know, gravitate to talking to Nate because you could just see it in his face. You could tell how much he really appreciates uh, the opportunity, appreciates someone even wanting to talk to him. You know, me going up to him and asking him for a few minutes of his time. It just, again, it's, it's something that you can, you could just tell in a person what it means to him uh, with that opportunity. And, and he's right, man. I think about that all the time. People ask me, you know, how I'm doing. People call on the radio show, hey Q, how are you doing? I say blessed all the time because I am. There is no doubt about it. I mean, to do what I do on the daily uh, and, and, and get a paycheck for it, right, is, is unbelievable, right? Literally, like Nate said, living the dream. Uh, so when I say that I'm living the dream, I'm not, I'm not, you know, making a funny joke. I'm literally living the dream. So I thought that was some really good stuff myself and Nate Hobbs. Now let's go ahead and get a couple calls and texts real quick before we close up today's show. Locked on Raider Podcast, voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start off with Raider Adam. He's calling to share his thoughts on Antonio Pierce since he's taken over on November 1st. Hey Q, this is Raider Adam calling again. I think this is my third time I called uh, this season, but I want to give my overall opinion of Antonio Pierce. I really appreciate what he's doing as a head coach. We know that he doesn't have all the strong suits yet as to be a head coach in the NFL, but he just brings that passion and that energy to the team. And you can really see that the team really wants to rally around him. And um, I really appreciate that he's bringing in guys like Marvin Lewis, uh, Adam Gase to come in and give him feedback on his performance. It really shows that he wants to grow as a coach and he's humble and that he just wants to be, you know, the coach moving forward for the Raiders. And, you know, that's all you kind of want is that you want the players to respond to a coach like AP. So I really think that we should keep him as a head coach moving forward. And I really think that a win on Monday against the Chiefs will really solidify that. That would be a big-time statement win going into Kansas City and getting that W. But um, I also want to talk about uh, the quarterback situation, too. Um, moving forward into the draft. And first and foremost, I really, really want to win these next three games. I want to make a statement to finish 9-8 and eight at the end of the season. Even if we don't make the playoffs, just give some give Raider Nation some hope moving forward in the next season. Build some momentum. And um, right now at the draft, I'm looking at Jaden Daniels. And we know he's the Heisman winner, but he has a strong arm. He's accurate, and he's a dynamic, mobile quarterback. Just imagine Jaden Daniels in this offense with all the weapons that we have. Just imagine how creative we can really be. Um, the zone read, read option plays with Josh Jacobs if we decide to bring Jacobs back. Um, he has playmakers to throw the ball to, Devontae, uh, Jacoby Myers, Trey Tucker. Imagine, like, Trey Tucker with Jaden Daniels, man, all that speed. I mean, it would be a dynamic, explosive offense for sure. And I think Jaden Daniels would be a guy that we bring in and has, like, that win-now mentality. I really wish we drafted C.J. Stroud, but that's in the past. But I love, I like Aiden O'Connell as a quarterback. But, you know, in today's um, NFL, you need to have some mobility. And that's really one thing that Aiden lacks. But Aiden has shown some really good flashes of him being a really good quarterback. He makes some really good throws. And he's a game manager, too. So um, that's all I got, Q. Um, appreciate what you do for Raider Nation on this podcast. You're doing a great job. And uh, go Raiders. Adam, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate you. And 
Yeah, I mean, look, I've said it multiple times. I think the Raiders should keep AP for every reason that you mentioned. You know, as far as the quarterback position goes, I like Jaden Daniels. I like him a lot. Uh, he could do a lot of great things from the quarterback position. Um, you know, they'd have to trade up to go get him, but that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, Aiden O'Connell, I think, is a good quarterback. I think he could be a good backup. Uh, you know, he might even be able to go in and, and, and win you a couple games if he has to, right? I mean, this, le- this year has shown that you don't need just a clipboard board holder for a backup. You need a real deal backup quarterback because they're going to be called on at some point. Right. I mean, I thought that anyway with Jimmy G when he got the job. But man, all across the league, there's nothing but backups in right now. And so you're going to need one. And I don't I don't say he's a backup in a disrespectful way. I just think that you need a a more dynamic dude. But that's just me. So we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, But I I like like I said, I like Jaden Daniels. And and I definitely think that AP has earned the right to be the, uh, the coach of the silver and black moving forward. But again, they'll sit down and have those conversations and go through the interview process when the season's all wrapped up. Uh, also got a text here from A.A. Ron in uh, San Diego. He says, Q, we've lost to KC over and over and ne- never seem uh, to make someone other than Kelsey beat us. Glad we beat the Chargers like that, but this is the kind of game that anger uh, over consistently losing needs to translate to performance. I like I like AP, but I'm still skeptical until we take the bullies' lunch money. This ain't the Chargers we're playing this week. Think if AP is a coach next year, we need an experienced, proven GM. I'm sure Kelly is a really good guy to root for, but he has no track record. Unfortunately, it's near impossible to judge his performance other than a waiver claim on Jones. It's crucial we draft a dynamic quarterback and get better in key areas this offseason, so we have to get the GM right. Can't afford another miss. That's A.A. Ron in San Diego. Thanks for the text. I appreciate you. And Yeah, we'll start with the GM. I understand what you're saying about a proven GM. That's why I think that the Raiders need to go out and get a head of football operations guy. That could be your proven GM, and you could still keep Champ Kelly. Right? But he could be a guy that could help guide him. And I think that there's some really good GMs out there across the league right now that the Raiders could hire that have a proven track record already, right, that have skins on the wall. And there's interest. I know for a fact that there's interest in that position uh, across the league. There's some, there's some guys that are in very prominent positions with teams right now that would love that position. So I think that's the, that's the move that the Raiders are going to make. I think they're going to go in and hire a, a head of football operations, and then they'll make the decision on the GM. And then after they make the decision on the GM, then they'll make the decision on the head coach. But that's the order of operations that it needs to go as far as I'm concerned. But you're right. You got to get it right. You got to get it right. You got to get the front office the way it needs to be. You got to get the head coach where it needs to be. And you got to get the quarterback where they need to be as far as I'm concerned. So uh, thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Really good stuff. And that's all the time that we got for on today's show. Uh, Depending on what time you're listening to this, maybe you've already opened up presents. Maybe you've already uh, had a little bit of family time. And now you're just ready to sit down and and watch the game. So hopefully uh, you enjoy the game. Hopefully it goes the way that I expected to go. And we're talking about a Raiders victory coming up tomorrow but uh we'll have to see how the game shakes out again 10 a.m kickoff pacific time um that's gonna be a fun one man i'm looking forward to it again i believe that the raiders get the dub but uh they'll have to go do it on the field so until tomorrow tomorrow raider nation take care of yourself take care of your family love on your family most importantly as always just win baby